Welcome to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today we're going to study the energetic connection with animals of the world. Sharon is going to share with us a variety of true stories about how animals bring messages from spirit and how we can engage animals that are our spirit guides. She's going to talk to you about some of her past experiences that she has had with actual animals here on the planet, some of course including her dear pets. And she's going to talk to us about some of her client experiences when they have come in to see her for a session and animals have come through in a mediumistic setting for her clients. So we're going to see how do animals guide us and respond to our wishes and help us here on the planet. And make sure you stay to the end because Sharon will share a meditation with us on how to connect with our own spirit guides. But first, let's get the show started. Thanks, Jennifer. I really appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about animals. And I'm going to jump right in with one of my favorite pets I ever had in all time ever was a seal point Siamese named Fritzy. And when my husband and I got cats, he didn't want cats. I wanted cats. So we ended up getting Fritzy and Milo. And Fritzy was my cat. I had my office in my home. And Fritzy would meet people at their vehicles when they were walking up the walkway to come in for their appointments. He would meet them and escort them up the walkway. Fritzy would know if people were allergic to him. He would just stay back from them. And when people were needing his comfort, he would come into the treatment room. And he would sometimes, if they were allergic, he would sit at their feet. But if they were sensitive and needed, started to cry or needed comfort or were feeling emotionally vulnerable, he would literally jump up and either sit right beside them in there on the futon, or he would jump into their laps. Now, in the lap was rare, but when he did, he picked the right people every time and helped them be comfortable, tell their story, so we could go ahead and work with the issues they were having or continue on with the work I was doing with them so they wouldn't get too emotional. And he was just the most amazing cat. So he really became my best friend. And gosh, we got them in 2003. So that's quite a few years ago. And they were tiny wee and they were mischievous. Oh my gosh, he was a most mischievous little guy. And he was the leader of the two of them, of Milo and Fritzy. Anyways, one day, and we lived not far from Dave's work. So Dave would come home for lunch. And this one day he came home for lunch and the cats in the morning would always go outside and because they'd come in at night because we lived on an acreage. So they'd always go outside, they'd play all day long, climb trees, do whatever they did, mouse, well, all that kind of stuff. And then they would come in at night. We'd go out at five o'clock when Dave got home from work and Dave and I would go for a walk and we'd call them and they'd all come running and we'd all go home. And one day they had gone out in the morning and Dave was at work and I was doing what I was doing. And he came home for lunch and he was sitting in the kitchen and I could see my backyard out through this big window we had that had a window seat. And all of a sudden I looked up and I, the yard was filled with crows and it was dead quiet. And a murder of crows are usually really super noisy. Now I'm not saying they were in the trees, they were on the ground. The crows literally covered the ground. And I just said to Dave, oh, look at that. Look at the crows. And the crow, by the way, the Raven family crows magpies, all the members of that family, that's my totem family. And I identify with the raven very strongly. I always have since I was a little girl. And then I found out that actually through birth, the raven is my totem. So it was no surprise to see all these crows, but it was really surprising the way they were gathered and the quiet. And I poked Dave and said, look, look, look at the crows. 
And he turned around and he looked and he did something that I've always called spirit speak. David is quite spiritual, but he doesn't sometimes realize when he says something that it's a message to me from spirit coming through his lips. He just doesn't always get that. And he said, wow, he said, Fritzy would be in heaven if he could see that. And I went, Fritzy's gone. And I knew it. I knew my cat was gone. I just knew it. And I said that to him. I said, Fritzy's gone. Soon as I said that, the crows all raised up and flew off and my yard was empty within seconds. And David, poor David, he's looking at me and he's like in shock. He's going, no, he's not. What are you talking about? And I said, Fritzy's gone. I don't know why. I don't know what happened, but Fritzy's gone. And I was just brokenhearted. I could just feel myself just crying inside. I was so sad. This was my buddy, my friend. And David said, there's no way. Uh Uh-uh, there's no way. I said, well, why then when Milo is the one that's always bringing stuff in the house and that love to chase the birds, did you not say Milo? Why did you say Fritzy? He's like, I don't know. And he got angry and left, (laughs) went to work. And that evening he came home. And of course, I never, the cats were outside playing. And I just, I just, but I knew. So I went into a meditation and Worked with clients that afternoon and just kind of let it go away until Dave got home that night. He got a bunch of his guys together from work and they all had quads and they all went out searching for the cats. They found Milo in a tree by whatever it was that scared them, but no sign of Fritzy, no sign of him at all. And they looked everywhere through the acreage, through the neighbor's acreage. We had neighbors on both sides of us with farms and acreages. So Milo came in that they got Milo out of the tree and they brought him home and we carried on. And the next day it was pouring rain, just pouring down rain. And I was just, I really, then I really knew as soon as I woke up in the morning, I was, I was positive, convinced, yep, Fritzy's gone. I'm not going to see him again. Because Dave almost had me convinced that I was nuts. And that's the thing about being a clear cognizant, somebody who gets data downloads instead of emotional downloads. We think we're crazy. And I'm a clear cognizant. I get information. I work through my spirit mind. I don't work through my spirit heart so much. I mean, I do now more, but that then I didn't. So I started thinking I was crazy. How did I know Fritzy was gone? How did I know that? I got up the next morning, but I knew for sure and did a meditation and I knew for sure. Pouring rain outside and I thought, this is my opportunity. And I went outside and I sat in the front yard and I started to cry. And I was so mad. I was so mad at God. I was yelling at God. And I realized this was the very first real loss I'd ever experienced as an adult from family or friends. I mean, I missed people that had passed, but I had still all my siblings. My parents were alive. I never really had grandparents who were close. I never really had lost a lot of energies that I really loved, like I loved that cat. And I was so, so angry. So I'm sitting out in my front yard. It's pouring rain. And I'm thinking, nobody knows I'm crying because it's pouring rain. And just yelling, just, and it was so loud, like the rain that nobody could hear me either. And saying, why did you take my friend? Why did you? And it really uh, shook me to understand the connection I had with that little cat that was my, my buddy. But we never did see Fritzy again. And that was in the month of September when I lost Fritzy. In October, I was going to workshops in the States by Hay House. And I went into a variety of uh, spiritual classes where I was learning about this and that and the other thing. And the first class I went into was a class by Doreen Virtue. And this was before Doreen really had gotten her feet wet and got established and had a lot of books out and all that kind of stuff. And she really did an amazing job teaching. Her whole story changed after that. But at this particular workshop, it was one of the best I had ever seen her do. 
Anyways, I'm in this workshop and she says, I want you to pair up with somebody that you don't know. Well, that was easy. I was there by myself. Paired up with this girl and she, we had to pick up, we'd read each other, pick up energy on each other. And what did we see? What did we see around each other, et cetera? And she said to me, she's, I want to read, I want to tell you first what I saw. She said, I saw a big golden cat sitting on your right shoulder. And if you know anything about still points, I mean, they're gold, they're the grayish sort of cream color, not gray, but reddish cream color. And Fritzy was, to me, a gold, golden shade. And I knew who it was. I knew it was Fritzy. And she didn't know I had lost my cat just a month and a half before. She didn't know that, that I had such a relationship with him. And she said, he's telling me he did really well. He's good. And he's with you. And he's going to be with you forever. And it was my introduction to learning about spirit animals and really starting to think, wow, animals are as connected to us in spirit as they are when they're here on the planet. And it wasn't anything in 2003 that I'd had any experience with before. It was 2004 when this happened. So he was just over a year old when he passed. Anyways, so then from there, I was like, okay. So then I thought, well, I won't be stupid. You won't think I'm stupid then if I tell her about her little white dog. <laughs> and I told her about her little white dog. Well, she started to cry. And so we're both so happy that we have our pets with us, but we're both really missing our pets. But she had lost her little dog about the same time I'd lost my cat. And so we were the perfect pair up. Now, this is also really indicative. There was over 100 people in that class. I could have sat with anyone. But I ended up sitting with a girl who had had the same emotional experience that I had. Synchronicity is a very real thing. There is no such thing as coincidence. And that was another lesson I had that day that I learned about with the animals and how they connected with us. So that, that was Fritzy. Now, Fritzy has been active around here. He's been active around us ever since. Every once in a while, he'll pop in and pop up. And anyway, but Milo was still around. We still had Milo. And Milo stayed with us for several years actually he stayed with us for 13 years and he was our buddy and as a matter of fact when I started doing my uh, blog posts one Halloween I decided that I would because we we're coming up on Halloween and I was doing a blog and I thought I'm going to talk about the witches familiar because everybody kind of talks about the witch as the black cat and so I did a little bit of a blurb and you can find this blog piece on SharonRose.com if you wanted to go hunt for it but it was about witches and how they became connected to the cat, what made that the reality for them. And so I wrote this article and I took a picture of Milo and put it in the article. And now Milo, by this point in time, is getting fairly old. And it was a couple of months later that we had to have him at a vet to a vet. We had a vet actually come in and he said he's got heart issues. His heart was failing. Kidney failure uh, was struggling with kidney failure. This was all new. We had also relocated to a new house, and this was in 2014, early 15. And when the vet came, he said, you know, he runs out of air. He has trouble breathing because his heart, and he's, he's, he's didn't seem to be doing all that good. Anyways, we didn't know what to do. We didn't want to put him down. That gave us some medication for him. And, and in the meantime, we had, in 2011, adopted a new little cat. Because I put it out to the universe. I said, I think I'm ready now for a new pet. And the day before my birthday, they found a little kitten out back of our acreage, hiding under an RV. And I, they brought it to our house and said, do you want a new cat? Because we found this little kitty out there. And I went, oh, my God. <laughs> so be careful what you put out there, people, because whatever you put out there will become your reality. And I just thought, this is my birthday present, this little cat. 
And so we put up some posters and stuff, but nobody responded. So we kept her. She's just gorgeous. And she's still with us today. Meanwhile, Milo's nose is out of joint because we got this new little kitty. And as he got sicker, he got crankier with her. And she became very afraid of him. And so we had to try and keep them kind of separated. They were never really, really good friends. So Milo, he eventually we did have to take him into the vet and we did have to assist him to pass because he was failing so badly. It was hard. It was really hard on my husband because he loved that cat so much. And it was really hard on me because I just don't let go of a pet very easily. But by this point in time, I'm kind of familiar with the process. It was an emotional passing, but it was not sudden like with Fritzy. That was on like a Wednesday. And I on the, on the Friday night, I couldn't sleep. I was like just restless. I couldn't sleep. So I thought I'm going to go meditate. And my meditation area is outside of my office. And so I sat and I meditated. I got calm and peaceful, but I still couldn't, wasn't feel like going to sleep. So and it was like three o'clock in the morning. And so I thought I'll go check my emails. So I came into my office, hadn't turned any lights on, but I am barefoot because I'm in my pajamas. And I stepped on a little piece of paper. My office is very clean. I don't have stuff sitting around, laying around in my office. Like there's not a bunch of junk. And when I turned the light on, I picked up a little piece of paper and it was a receipt from Halloween about four years earlier from Milo when we'd had taken Milo into the vet, probably because he got beat up on his head or something. But it was a receipt because he had a wound on his head. We had to go get stitches for him. <laughs> and it was a receipt for him for a vet visit on Halloween. And I had just published prior to that the article on The Witch is Familiar, which is connected to Halloween. But the thing is, 2014, it was before, four years prior to his passing, was the date on the receipt. The really funny thing is that we paid all our stuff with the vet by charge card. So we never really kept the receipts. I never usually kept the receipts. I always had the receipt from the charge card and I could keep track of all my costs that way. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Milo's here and hanging out. And David, it's amazing how many times he actually responded to Milo for about two or three months when Milo, after Milo had passed, getting up to go feed him or talking to him or saying, come on up or because Milo would jump up on his lap. And he's just been very, very active. So when your pets leave, they don't really leave. And it's no different than people. We will leave, we'll shed our physical process, but we still have our spirit. Spirit never dies. Spirit is about life. It's about living. It's pure light, pure love, and all knowing. We come into the human experience to have learnings and experiences and adventures. So I have a lot of people that ask me, why do animals come? Most of our domestics come to this planet to support our journey. They come at our request. It just kind of like Mia showed up for us, right? But they come at our request. Maybe we need some sort of help with something and we'll adopt a dog or we'll adopt a pet or somebody will say, here, I have a pet I can't care for anymore. Can you please take care of my pet? And it turns out that animal becomes your best friend and really makes a difference to your life. They help us with loneliness. Animals are being used in all capacities now around the world in healing. They're using them in the hospitals. I mean, everything from tiny little hamsters to horses are touring around hospitals. They use animals to do things like equine therapy for youth that are struggling. There's literally ranches that they use the animals to help heal. So animals come in service of us. They come to be of service to us. 
And it doesn't matter what job we give them. As long as we treat them with love and kindness, they will do their job happily. As long as you treat your animals with respect. And there's those out there that are the opposite. They don't treat their animals with respect, but they also tend to have difficult lives as well. But while we lived on the acreage, Steve and I would walk every day when he got off work. And in the spring, we had this big pond that was a big runoff pond. And we're walking by it one day. And, and I got to remember, I live in Alberta. So if you're going to see a beaver, you're going to be on a river or you're going to be on a lake somewhere in the backwoods. or It's not going to certainly be just on the edge of my city on an acreage. And we're walking and I said to him, I said, wouldn't it be fun if a beaver moved into that little pond? And David just laughed at me because he said that pond is going to last like two weeks and it's going to dry up. I said, yeah, I know, but there's lots of water there right now. I think that was on a Thursday. And then on a Saturday, he was out walking with the cats in the morning and I was still in the house. He came out and he said, you got to come and see what's in the pond. And I I just knew. I said, a beaver, we got a beaver? He said, come and see. So I went out and I looked and there's a beaver swimming around in the pond. And I was like, I did that. I manifested that beaver. I did that because I had pure desire from pure intent, no intent to harm. I was in integrity and it was coming from a loving place. I wanted a beaver in the pond. I ran back to the house and got my camera and came back out. Beaver are traditionally very shy and beaver will slap their tail to warn other animals that you're there when you're So if you're around, they're going to go under the water. They're going to go into their home. They're going to go across the pond or whatever. Not this guy. He literally, I'm taking pictures of him swimming, gets up on a log and literally poses for me. It was hilarious. And I was talking and laughing. And this beaver was like, just, he was just having all of it. He was just preening. And two days later, the beaver was gone. It is true that they can do cross country stuff, but he came a long way because we do have the Red Deer River. But he, I don't live near it. And he came a long way to get to, to see us. And so there is a book that's been put out by a gentleman who I adore. And if you have a love of animals, you've got to get this book. It's called Animal Spirit Guides. And it's by Stephen D. Farmer. Stephen Farmer wrote this amazing book. And in the book, he's got literally every animal you can imagine. He does a little description of each of the animals. So if beaver shows up, here's what it means. Call on beaver when. If you believe beaver is your power animal, then there's all the information is in here. So if beaver shows up, it says, this is a time for purposeful and directed activity, not contemplation or procrastination. And when that beaver showed up, I was in transition in my business. I didn't know whether I should grow it or whether I should just stay the way I was because it was really small at that point. Should I take some classes? Should I expand it? Did I want to do that? So blah. And Beaver showed up. So that was a really great message for me. There was another situation on the acreage where I looked out my front window at one point and we had a big front yard as well. And there was a white truck that was stopped on the side road alongside our driveway. And he looked like, and it's kind of when people hit an animal on the road, you kind of wonder, you know, you sort of stop, is the animal okay? And I looked into my front yard and there was an animal standing there. And I could have swore it was a wolf. Again, we don't really have wolf around here but I could have swore it was a wolf and I was watching and he had his head down and he was kind of panting. And then he trotted up alongside my house. And because we had one of the neighbor's dogs would come over. But anyway, so we had a dog dish out. We would put scraps in it and stuff. And and Freddie, the dog would come over. I ran downstairs into the back door and the dish would be maybe three feet from my back door. And I opened the door and this animal that I still swear is a wolf had really golden eyes, beautiful golden eyes, was standing at the dish, maybe two to three feet away from me. And I stayed in the doorway and I just talked to him and I said, you got to stay off the roads, buddy, because you're going to get hurt. 
And he turned his head and he looked at me and he just watched me and the peacefulness that I felt and the calm that came over me, he was letting me know that I would be safe with him and that he was okay, that he wasn't hurt and that yes, he heard me. And I knew it. I knew exactly what he was saying to me. And I was like, okay, well, just take it easy. Be careful. And he just kind of looked at me again for a minute. And then he wandered off at a very slow trot across the backyard, but he was fine. And I never saw him again, but I swear he was a wolf. Everybody else says there is no wolves around here, but oh, well, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyway, again, I could have looked up wolf, didn't at that time, but wolf has its own meaning and its own intentions. If you have a book, with animals in it, this is when you'd want to take, you'd want to look it up. Here's some situations that came in for clients. I have a lot of animals that come through for my clients. And you know how when you lose your pet, you're brokenhearted and it took me back to my Fritz. And that's actually when the pets started coming through. So I think that my Fritzy was really helping us a lot. And Fritzy, I think he was guiding animals to us so that they could visit with their loved ones as well. But I had a couple of sisters come in. I have never met them before. They came in for a consultation. And I don't even remember if it was for mediumship or, or psychic work or a mix. I don't know. But they were getting settled, trying to decide who was going to go first and one was going to take notes for the other one. And we weren't in the reading yet, but I saw fields and fields of daisies. Somehow I knew this related to them. So I said to them, I said, what's the deal with daisies? Is one of you like allergic to daisies or you have daisies around you? Or Well, one of the girls started to cry and I could feel her. I could feel her. I said, you're going to be getting your reading first. Uh, she said, Daisy's the name of my dog and my dog just died. We had to help her pass because she was so ill. And I said, well, then your dog is here. You, you go first. <laughs> and we did a reading and her dog came through and gave her comfort that the dog was with her and gave her information that she would be aware of. And, and Daisy was a female dog. She showed me their house and she said, you still left my mat there. You left my bed there and you left my dish there. And the dish was yellow and green on the inside. So I'm relaying this information to my client. I said, the dish is yellow with green on the inside. She's no, there's no green on the inside. I said, yes, there is. There's green on the inside. Check when you get home. She called me later and she said, there's green on the inside. <laughs> spirit is so smart. Whether it's human spirit or whether it's animal spirit, they aren't going to get it wrong. And now I can get it wrong in translation, but that was very obviously green. And it was very clear that it was green and I knew it was green. So I knew she just didn't remember. But so we were right on point there. Another situation where a client came in was just hilarious because by this time now I'm getting used to animals coming through. So I'm getting very comfortable and I'm understanding that if they've lost a pet, that animal will come through. And sometimes the animals that will come through will come through from their very early childhood, but it's a very like a horse that they had when they were a little kid or a particular cat or a dog they had when they were a little kid. And that meant a lot to them or was with them when they went through a divorce with parents or was with them when they moved house or when there was trauma or somebody got sick and died, maybe grandpa died. And the animal will come through that they had at the time to let them know that they're still with them. And, and it helps them do recall as well. It's really fun. But this one situation, this gentleman came in to see me and we weren't doing mediumship. We were actually doing psychic work. And his boss had sent him to me because he was having some social issues at work and some other little things were going on too. Anyways, he's sitting here and this animal's here. And I know this animal's here, but I'm trying to identify, is this a cat? No. Is it a dog? A horse, sheep, goat. I just automatically think mammals, right? Well, finally, I just said to him, I said, there is an animal here that wants to tell you hello, that he loves you and that he's fine. He's doing really good. And he knows exactly what's going on with you. 
Oh, and I said, but I can't identify it. I don't know what kind of animal it is. Oh, he said, well, that's my pet turtle. And I'm like, a turtle? I can communicate with a turtle. And that was another growing step for me. It was so much fun. Well, now I'm getting the book out and I'm checking turtle. And you'll all probably figure out by right now that I actually have the book on my lap as I'm talking to you. Let me just look up turtle. Turtle says, you've been going much too fast for far too long. So slow down and pace yourself. And that was exactly what this guy was. He was a high anxiety type of person. And sometimes socially they struggle. That can be really, really hard on them. And I've had hundreds of hundreds of animals come through. That was the most unusual. Now, Animal Spirit Guides. Animal Spirit Guides, this book is called Animal Spirit Guides. Literally, you can connect to your own animals. I'm going to share with you a meditation. Okay, so get yourself settled. Get a little bit comfortable. And you should be possibly, if you can, when you do this again, maybe get pen and paper and take notes. Don't get comfortable. Take notes when you listen to this podcast and then go and have the experience, okay? Your animal spirit is out there. And I mentioned already that mine is the the raven and the raven family. So I'm very connected to birds. So the raven is well known for its magical qualities, its mystical qualities. Uh, the raven is also a trickster. The raven is uh, very strong in the indigenous people's lore around the animals, as is the wolf, as is the owl, and as is the eagle. Those are chances are the four most powerful. Bear plays a big role too, but those are very powerful animals that they would use. So they want you to make contact and you can contact them, but you have to get quiet. And we don't live in a quiet world, so this is going to take some time for you to do. The process of meditation and getting back to nature can bring you closer to your spirit animal. Now, to contact your guide, I'm going to give you this meditation and it might make you might have to try it a few times, but each time that you try it, you'll get a little bit closer a little bit closer to your animal spirit guide, okay? You want to be in natural surroundings if you can when you do get a chance to do this. And even that could be your backyard, but open countryside or someplace in a large park. Your guide can find you anywhere, but they'll feel, feel more comfortable and you'll be more accessible when you're open to the sky and when you're open to nature, especially if you have a, a bird as a totem. You want to make sure when you're going into your meditation for your animal spirit guide meditation that you wear comfortable clothes. And that you sit on the surface you sit on is comfortable because you're going to be sitting there for a little while and don't use incense, don't use music, don't have earplugs in, don't do any of that because you want to make this a sensory experience. You want to look around with your eyes, listen with your ears, smell with your nose and feel with your skin until you're in touch with that part of the world that you're sitting in. You get in rhythm with nature when you sit in nature. So if you think of the rhythms playing out year after year, century after century with that part of the world, and you can do this like in your backyard. So what you want to do is open your mind's eye, which is your third eye. So now close your eyes and you'll continue to hear and you'll continue to smell, but your mind will supply your vision with the distraction, without the distractions from the outside world. And then unless you're an experienced meditator, your mind's going to wander. Various creatures will appear because you're asking, you're asked for your spirit animal guide, okay? Your mind will wander and various creatures will appear. The first one you see is not necessarily your totem. Talk to each of them in your mind with your mind voice. Talk to each one of them that comes along and try to feel what its message might be. And your true guide has something more important to say to you than just flattery or Gosh, you're not sitting straight enough because <laughs> that would be your own mind, actually. He or she doesn't want to take over. They have their own life, but they can show you ways that you can take charge. They'll show you something that will be of benefit to you. 
that where you can actually feel like you've got a really serious, true message. Don't be discouraged if at first you don't feel like you've contacted your true animal spirit guide. Don't feel, don't give up. Consider what you learned from the experience. Always, even if you feel like it wasn't a real positive experience, always look for what you learned, okay? And, you know, maybe you'd be more comfortable in different surroundings. Maybe you'd like to be not in that park. Maybe you're not in your backyard. Maybe you need to go near water at a different time of day, maybe would help you better. So try again another day and you might be surprised by your success. Now, once you've found your guide, you'll see them time to time again. They may be in your dreams or they may be in a glance of a stranger, but forevermore, they will be your personal guide. So meditating close to nature, even in a city park, is rather than real countryside, will help your spirit guide locate and contact you. So what I'm going to do right now, I've got a series of, Stephen Farmer did a deck of, did a couple of decks actually of animal spirit guide cards. And so what I'm going to do now is I'm going to pick a card for you. And this is your card for this particular podcast These cards are uh, messages from your animal spirit guides, oracle cards. Some people will be inclined to want to use these cards to connect with their animals because they feel like their meditation practice just isn't strong enough and they don't feel like they have the ability to connect. I've shuffled the cards. I'm spreading them out on my desktop and I'm going to pick a card for all of you. So this is your card for the day today. And the card I picked is Tiger. Here's the message from Tiger. You're being called upon to provide leadership. So trust that you're capable of doing so. So all of you, each and every ear that is bent towards this podcast, you're being called upon to provide leadership. So trust that you're capable of doing so. Don't be surprised if Tiger shows up once in a while along your journey as well. Okay, in the next little while. Until next time, have a really good day. And remember, stay calm, stay peaceful. Stay in integrity. You're much loved. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us in this episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Any links to books and other resources mentioned in the show are listed in the description below. To learn more about Sharon and what she can offer you, please go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. She also invites you to sign up for Kitchen Witch's six-month workshop series. Details can be found at kitchenwitchin.ca where you can register for the next series that starts on November 1st. Registration is now open. You can also contact her through Sharon Rose Psychic Life Coach and Medium Facebook page. Please follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts so you don't miss any of the conversation. Sharon looks forward to talking with you next time.